what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. Travelers, and welcome once again to the Before and After Show. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. And I'm your other co-host, Corey Tyndall. And we just literally just got out of a screening of Spectre. Yeah. And we're here to discuss it, and we're lucky enough to have two guests this week. If you listen to last week's episode, we have a returning guest, Mr. Robert Mayo. And this week, uh, we're also joined by... Brian Taylor. Uh, who is a fellow Bond super fan? Um, probably the biggest one out of all of us here at this table, I would say. So, Brian, uh, introduce yourself. What's your history with Bonds? Uh, what was the first one you remember kind of having, kicking off that interest? The the first one I actually the first memory was uh, seeing a uh, trailer for um, License to Kill, and um, just that looked back then. I was too young to really appreciate what James Bond like who he was. I didn't really know anything about him I just saw that as a darker pretty dark action movie and um, when I really got into it is um, when they started playing a bunch on like I think it was TBS like during Christmas break they just play have a marathon I started getting into them watching them the first one I really uh, got into is the uh, golden eye oh, okay. and because um, that then the game came out for the n64. Yes, and uh, <laughs> that's when um, just how they tied in that game um, so well to the movie. That's when I really developed um, a, a huge like for the, the whole franchise. Cool. Once you could become Bond. Yes. <clears throat> um, we didn't touch on that last week. The Bond games have all been pretty good. Yeah. Like, there's there's some that are bad, but do you guys remember Nightfire? 007 Nightfire? I remember. I didn't mm-hmm. play it. Uh, that game was sweet. There was like a sniper level <laughs> that I played the crap out of. And it had like, it kind of had like achievements <laughs> where if you did something that was like cool, they would give you like a 007 award and like the theme song would play and you felt super cool. Yes, I am Bond. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, Corey and I have a very good memory over GoldenEye. Yes, we do. Yep. Um... <laughs> We'll spare we'll spare listener Mike Morey the the embarrassment yes. for, by saying it because he's mad enough at us already. He is uh, <laughs> live texting MJ right now. It's true. Um, all right, so where are, the, uh, where are the live tweets for the podcast? Yeah, yeah, right. We should periscope this uh, so Mike could just get angry at us in real time. We'll retweet some of his uh, messages to you. <laughs> yeah, um, I know it's been a while, or it's, it hasn't been a while. It has not been a while since we recorded last. But have you guys been watching anything? No. Um, it's been like three days. Yeah, yes. it has been three days. I watched something, but it's more pertaining to Bond, so I'll talk about it there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, last night my wife and I watched Inside Out again. So Okay, you've seen that like three times now, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. It's a, it's a good movie. I would say it's probably in Pixar's top three. Really? Yeah, I think so. There you go. I did like it quite a bit. It's it's good. It's their best one in years, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know about top three, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. 
Did you see it, Brian? Yeah, I did. It was, um, yeah, I thought it was one of their, their top ones. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Have you been watching anything this week? Uh, I've been, uh, besides watching the other Daniel Craig James Bond movies, uh, uh, get a refresher on those, I've been watching mainly TV shows. Okay. Um, mostly. Trying like, to fill the Breaking Bad void. Yep. Yeah. I just got finished with <laughs> Breaking Bad, watching that for the first time. Really enjoyed that. And uh, so now I've been trying to catch up on other shows like uh, Walking Dead, the newest mm. season, um, and um, The Flash. That's oh, yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. And um, Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. We're a couple days out from Jessica Jones coming out, too. Yeah. The 20th, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Uh, yeah, I haven't really watched much either. It's been three days. I'm <laughs> a few more episodes into Master of None, so I guess it wasn't soapboxy enough for me to stop watching it. Yeah. Because I watched, like, three episodes back-to-back last night. Did it get better? Um, it did. It's still pretty soapboxy. Like, there's at least one moment in every episode that I feel like I'm being preached at. Oh. But it's really easy to watch at the same time like it's just like kind of popcorny like yeah. i just kind of like didn't turn my brain off but i just kind of like sat back and watched it kind of all happen in front of me and it was mm-hmm. better that way um the fourth episode is hilarious i really liked it and it was it could have arguably been the most soapboxy but and and there were moments but it was it was about like the way indians uh, are portrayed on television and in movies and stuff yeah and uh it was still there's still some really good jokes in it. Like they're they they made me laugh really hard a few <laughs> times in that episode. So and then I also watched uh the new John Mulaney special on Netflix, The Comeback Kid. It just came out last night. Oh. And Mulaney's one of my favorite comics. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but I I think he's great. And this new hour is really solid. Uh it's pretty consistent with his other two. I think his second one is his best one, but this one's a decent follow-up and it's way better than a sitcom so (laughs) yeah i don't think we need to take a break today because that was kind of a short segment yeah um but right to the heart of it yeah we'll get right in right into the heart of it and uh we'll talk about bonds um you know specter uh just came out but Corey, i think we should start with you because as we established last week you don't really have a lot of history with james bonds no and (laughs) You a little bit started an education uh, this I did. week, so I um, yes. So after last week's podcast, um, I was instructed on some certain Bond films to go watch, and because it's only been a couple days since we last recorded, I've only gotten to get one in. But I watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I love that movie, and I liked it. Um, it's a very, I mean, like he's a very different Bond. Than uh, Daniel Craig's, but I liked it. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> um, That's also a weird one to start with, with the classic Bonds. Most people start with Connery, but I like that you went to Lazenby. That makes me smile. Let's do something different. I was trying to find one that had some sort of connection, like you guys were telling me, like, oh, Spectre's in a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, since Blofeld was the main guy in that one, I was like, oh, maybe I should watch that. And then I can kind of, like, compare when we go watch Spectre. Yeah, which ended up being pretty fortuitous because this was kind of on Her Majesty's Secret Service again. Yeah, kind of. It was a lot of old Bond movies into one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they definitely, uh, there were some shared plot elements and things, but I liked it. I liked Lazenby. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was it was a contractual thing, right? That he couldn't continue to keep being Bond. Well, it was basically Sean Connery said he would come back, and they were like, "Well, screw this guy. Connery's oh. the original guy that makes us all the money." 
So it was fun. I mean, it even had a couple jokes like the beginning sequence when he rescues the girl and like the water is like, oh, and she drives away with his car. It's like, oh, this never happened to the other guy. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird that they did that to me. <laughs> it was. It was yeah, off putting. Yeah, it feels really out of place. Like, I remember <laughs> watching that and being like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and then it got really good. Yeah. Um, even though they feed the women very racist foods. Yes, that, that was really weird. I was like, what's going on? And he's showing up in, like, this weird, like, almost, like, harem thing <laughs> up in, like, the Alps. Like, what's happening? And lots of skiing in that movie. Yes. Lots of skiing. Uh, if you watch any more of the older James Bond movies, most of them have lots of skiing. Oh, okay. He's in the snow kind of a lot. Okay. And when he's not in the snow, he's underwater. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I liked it. Is it... Is it a thing I noticed in, like, the James Bond movies that I've watched in this past one? Is it a thing, like, there's always a big, like, action sequence before the real kind of, like, oh, real plot kicks in? Yes. Okay. Because in that yes. one, it's, like, the weird, like, fight the guy in the ocean. And oh, then, yeah. like, you know, in Skyfall, it's the train chase. And, you know, in this one, it was, you know, the Mexico thing. Right. Is that, is that, is a staple? Yeah. It's just yeah. an opening scene. Okay. Yeah, and I think, basically, since Goldeneye... Maybe a little bit earlier, you guys might be able to correct me. Uh, they're usually not connected to the main plot until Goldeneye, and then I think everyone from Goldeneye forward is connected to the oh, main okay. story. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's like the end of a separate mission. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they almost always... Skyfall was the closest to being like that, where it was just like kind of threw you into a mission that wasn't too connected yeah. yeah, overall plot. Yeah. It, the only thing that it connected was, like, why Bond, like, did stuff in the yeah. rest of the movie. But, yeah, the mission wasn't connected to, like, Silva or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, because um, is Casino Royale, is it just the black and white sequence, or is it the whole parkour chase before the opening credits? No, I think it's just the black and white. Is it? Okay. Yeah, because they delay the gunshot thing, the gun barrel. Yeah. Yeah, until after. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right, until the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's always been a thing. That and the opening credit sequence yeah. being like just like dancing naked people. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Under <laughs> Majesty's Secret Service, it was like, what? What's going on? But yeah, I liked it overall. I I think I told you when we first got there. It was like it felt kind of long. Like it, like he meets the girl and like they kind of like fall in love, whatever. And then she just like. Was that not... Sweet Louis Armstrong song? Yeah, I did like that one. But then she's just gone for like an hour and a half, you know, and then she doesn't show up till like the last like 20 minutes. And then they kill her. What the heck? That ending's really good. It's Sorry, good. spoilers, guys, if you have not seen it's it. It's cool. Now you know. You don't need spoilers for the 40-year-old movie. <laughs> it's rough and abrupt, but it's good. Yeah, it's. I really like that movie a lot. Yeah, what the heck? Blow, Blowfield didn't die. He got like his head... Snapped in a tree thing on a, a bobsled fight. What? Oh, yeah, that's that one. Yeah. Oh, that's the bobsled one. Yeah, people almost died while they were filming that one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a common theme in Bond movies, too. Stuntmen just almost dying because they were like, hmm, safety. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, who is doing, I mean, like, the stunt guys who have to do all that stuff. Like, he's skiing, and then at one point, he's on one ski going down. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and the guys who have to film that are even crazier because they're skiing backwards holding a camera. Oh, no. <laughs> no, someone else can have that job. Yeah, if you if you start watching some of the special features, you'll see the work that goes into the stunts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this franchise sticks around because those stunts are incredible. Yeah. Like, across the board almost. There's at least, 
even in the worst Bond movies, there's at least one super impressive stunt. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, is it for your eyes only? The one where he jumps off the ski thing and he has the like sweet Union Jack parachute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it like leads right into the opening credit sequence. That's really good. Spider Love Me. Yep. You're right. Um, yeah, so the stunts in James Bond are, are always like they endure pretty well. Yeah, and do like, most of the do most of the leads want to do their own stunts? No, no, no. <laughs> so is Daniel Craig like an anomaly because he, I think he does a lot of his stunts. Does he? Yeah. Huh. I saw him like an interview. He was talking about that. He had to really work out. Yeah, it was. Shape. I mean, I remember reading articles that this was very physically demanding for him, so he's kind of just like That's tired. why, like, after yeah. Skyfall, he was like, I don't know if I want to do another one. Yeah. Well, and after this one, too, he did that interview where they were like, are you going to do it again? And he was like, right now, I'd rather slit my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, that was like four months ago, and now he's like, I was real tired. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. I'm still not totally on board right now, <laughs> but I'm more on board than I was before. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I didn't know he did his own stunts. Yeah, probably not all of them. But, yeah. But yeah, he's I not guess, Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like a couple skydiver guys that have like crazy stories and they'll like show the raw footage and the special features on the Blu-rays. Oh, wow. Of these skydiver guys doing like the most dangerous things you could possibly <laughs> imagine. Uh, BJ something. Worth. BJ Worth, yeah. That guy's a boss. He's really cool. There's wow. a ton of interviews with him. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's get into it. Brian, do you kind of want to start us off? Uh, maybe fill us in on what your expectations for, because uh, you weren't on the last episode, expectations were for the movie, and then what you thought afterwards. Yeah, my expectations. Um, I um, After Skyfall, I actually enjoyed Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they um, paid, you know, had the fan service in there, um, how they brought things back from the, the old like Sean Connery days. For the, the Spectre, I uh, had a feeling they were going to try to tie everything in. And after I tried to stay away from um, anything about the movie, so I didn't know much about going into it and spoil anything. I, I thought it would be, um, I was hoping it would be better than, um, than at least Quantum of Solace. And yeah. up to, uh, <laughs> my, my favorite one out of, out of the Daniel Craig's are the Casino Royale. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping it would be up to uh, par with at least that. Yeah. So what did you think? Did you think that it hit that mark or came close it, it came close to casino royale um i think it was up with um i liked it a little better than skyfall um and with casino royale it was just so um a lot darker yeah. and i mm-hmm. thought uh, with specter um it wasn't quite as dark they threw in some um it was kind of like lighter in some areas kind of like the roger moore days mm-hmm. and they threw in more jokes which i did like i liked that um Maybe with the Casino Royale, I was uh, it was brand new. Daniel Craig being James Bond is brand new, and I just really like that. And I'm kind of used to him now. Um, uh, but I think it was it was close. Yeah, yeah. Robert, what are your overall thoughts before we get into some specifics on Spectre? Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it. I really did. Um, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> um, it's. I'm probably going to rank it right there. It's definitely better than Skyfall, definitely better than Quantum. Not as good mm-hmm. as Casino Royale. Um, and not necessarily because of not being darker or lighter or whatever. It's just, I think there's some pacing issues with um, Spectre. Mm-hmm. That it's just not as fluent as Casino Royale was. Yeah, I think it just, it, it, it did a lot of um, fan service 
but I wouldn't really call it fan service because it just kind of tied in a lot of Bond elements well. Um, it mixed things up a little bit, but I think it was there was a good payoff in the end. Yeah. Corey? All right. Well, being the uh, non-Bond aficionado, um, I, I liked it. Like, I was telling... I was telling you guys before we got on mic, I'm still kind of conflicted as to whether or not, like, I think it's better than Skyfall. Um, and I don't know if it's just a personal thing, like, I liked Skyfall better, or... But there was a lot of elements I really liked about Spectre. I think, like, the the kind of tipping point right now is just, like, I'm thinking, like, I feel like in Spectre the villain was really underused, and but they were trying to, like, kind of get into Bond's psyche, I feel like, was a lot of, like, oh, stuff from your past and stuff like that. And I don't know, I just feel like the villain in Skyfall, Silva, maybe did some of that better, or he was more focused on kind of, like, his interactions with Bond, and so I don't feel like Bond and, like, the villain in Spectre really had a lot of that. I know they had stuff to tie it together, but that's just kind of, like, my gut. But I did like Spectre a lot, so... I really liked this movie. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I'm in line with you, Robert. Like, I think they had... It was... There was fan service, but it never felt like it was pandering to me. Like, ah, remember that? <laughs> the way, like, uh, Jurassic World uh, did. There it is. Uh, there it is. Um, the way that did. Um, and even when that did happen, like, it, what I said in the Jurassic World episode is... That was the only part of Jurassic World that really worked for me because it made me be like, oh yeah, Jurassic Park's yeah, so much better we'll than this watch movie. It. Yeah. But in this, when it was like, they go to the clinic from uh, Honor Majesty Secret Service, I was just like, hey, cool. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't like, oh, this is the best part because it reminds me of how good that is versus yeah. how bad this is. It was just like, all right, cool. I felt a lot of it was like really earned. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like a little too long, but yeah. it was. It was really good. I don't know. I really liked this movie a lot. Um, what are some specific things you guys you guys really liked about it? I really liked the opening sequence. Yeah. Uh, in Mexico City. Uh, uh, the, the whole, whole opening shot. Yeah. yeah. That opening was, tracking shot? Yeah. Oh, it really was a drone, right? Like, yeah. It had. It had <laughs> and it was sweet. It was really cool. Um, have you guys ever seen an Orson Welles movie called Touch of Evil? Mm-mm. Have you seen that one? No. I'll show it to you after we record. Mm-hmm. The opening scene reminded me exactly of Touch of Evil. Um, because Touch of Evil opens with a two and a half minute tracking shot like that that they did on a crane and a truck. So it was way oh, harder for them to do. <laughs> um, but it like the whole, the way the camera moved in that sequence, I was like, this looks like Touch of Evil, but in Mexico. Yeah, that I mean, opening scene was... I was going to say, uh, was it Birdman? Oh, yeah. Like that, but just like sort well, of... Well, it was a whole track. movie. Yeah, that yeah. Movie right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were hidden edits in Birdman, but yeah, that that opening shot was sweet. That whole that whole sequence leading up to that was really cool. Like mm-hmm. him in the mask, and then like it pans over to her on the bed, and then he's like, "I'll be." She's like, "Where are you going?" And he's just like in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a whole zipper suit, and he just like took off the skeleton. Yeah, yeah. Um, onesie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also I really liked that his suit in that. Um, Kind of looked like the voodoo guy from Live and Let Die. Yes, I had that. I was seeing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of little subtle things that, I mean, if you had seen the other ones, then you would know, like, it's a reference to that. But if you haven't, it just looks cool anyway. Like, it didn't matter that it was a reference. Um, Yeah. I really liked whenever 
after he left the room, it like just kind of followed him out the door, <laughs> out the window or something. And then the whole tracking shot along the roof line with the audience yeah. and the crowd in the background and him, just that whole angle. Yeah, that was, it was a really yes. sweet um, it looked shot. Really cool. really and just like... I really liked the way he looked in that scene. Like, he just, like, looked sweet just walking along. <laughs> the way he was moving, something about it just felt It just looked different, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, he just looked cool and, like, just not scared of being up that high, like, next to the edge of the building. Yeah. Just like, whatever, I'm James Bond. It was really sweet. <laughs> that opening sequence was really cool. Um, the helicopter thing, I was like, they did that kind of close to a lot of people. You're right. <laughs> Unless those were like CGI people, but I was thinking about that. But then there were some shots where it was like they did that. Yeah, like that was on yeah, the ground. That, that shot cool. is on the ground <laughs> in a crowd of people. But yeah, I think a lot of it they either didn't have the crowd there for, like when it was flipping over, like that was very much like in the air. And then when you did see it in the background, I feel like they just blurred it and made it CGI. But mm-hmm. still, they did that. It looked like they did that all the, the helicopter stuff yeah. for real, which was super impressive. I really liked M in the field. Yeah. yeah, and I was going to mention him. Um, uh, Ray Fiennes is one much, of the best M's ever. Yeah, how much of a badass is he? Oh, he was so good. <laughs> like, he didn't really do a lot of action, but he did enough. But his his dialogue was just on point. And like, the way he delivered it, too. His performance was so yeah. good. Um, the first M mm-hmm. is a man. It's very similar to him. Sounds similar to him. Yes. Oh, um, okay. But had no field experience or oh. whatever. Not like what they've been showing with Mallory. Is that his name? Yeah, he's yeah, his yeah. yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Um, he used it in this movie. Yeah, he did say that his name was Mallory. Um, I thought it was really funny that there was a C-word joke in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. Um, I thought he was going to say it, too. <laughs> Because when he was like, yeah. I guess we know what C stands for, I was like, are you going to get away with this in a PG-13 yeah, movie? <laughs> So what? It, uh, so the the main plot kind of follows um, this secret organization named Spectre that has kind of been behind everything from the last three James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Spectre, as you know, fan service not fan service, but a major part of the James Bond mythos. It's run by Franz Oberhauser. We find out late in the movie. It's actually Ernst Stoffer Blofeld. Bow, bow, bow. Yes. Uh, so what did you guys think about the reveal of that? I know we had talked about, we were worried about it being kind of Star Trek into darknessy, <laughs> uh, where he's just like, I'm con! And everyone's like, okay. But you said you weren't uh, con. No, yeah. yeah. On one level, it's still annoying, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the producers and everyone lied, um, and just said he wasn't. But the way it was done in the movie uh, was tactful, I think. Um yeah, they gave him a reason for it. They gave him a reason to have not uh, to to use the name. Yeah, and I liked that. That there was even like I'll buy anything if you explain it to me. Basically, like I'm willing to buy into any movie premise as long as you explain it to me. Have you guys seen the movie Frequency? Mm-mm. Have you seen that movie? Yes, but it's been a while. So that movie is it has Dennis Quaid and Jesus in it. <laughs> um, Jim Caviezel yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> Jim Caviezel plays Dennis Quaid's son in the movie, and he finds his dad's old ham radio, and it allows him to contact his dad in the past, 
because his dad like died. His dad was like a firefighter, and his dad died. And he's able to like contact his dad in the past via this ham radio, and his dad helps him solve a murder in the present uh, through this ham radio that can talk to the past. And the reason for that happening in the movie is because the Northern Lights. What? Yep, the Northern Lights are <laughs> happening, and so he's able to, that gives the radio signal time travel powers. Oh, okay. And I bought into that movie completely, and I like mm. that movie a lot. <laughs> it's a stupid reason, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, a reason. Versus something like uh, like the Lake House, which is about the magic mailbox that can send letters into the past. Which I was like, oh, it's going to be frequency with kisses, and. Uh, it, they, there's no reason for the mailbox to just send letters into the past. Yeah. It just does. So I hated it. <laughs> so you need explanation. Yeah, I need a reason. And they gave him a reason. And like in Into Darkness, it was just like, I'm con. Yeah. Okay. And in this, it was like, oh, I'm using my mom's, like, it's Blofeld is like my mom's lineage name. And I was yeah. like, he's, right. he's still insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt like it wasn't like a crux of like the story. It was just kind of like a passing thing that was handled like tastefully so it wasn't just like oh yeah the whole everything like depends on who i am and like bond didn't like freak out or whatever he's just like oh okay yeah yeah um so did it work that they were brothers stepbrothers yeah or like adopted brothers it's like the series version of stepbrothers yeah (laughs) gets destroyed (laughs) i thought that was kind of stupid what about you guys yeah i it, it was kind of a weird uh, way to make him have an obsession to get back at James Bond was that how his dad favored him over him favored James Bond yeah. over himself. Yeah, that I, I was, was weird. Like obviously he was a little off kilter his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because he killed his dad over that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> he got so jealous that he ended up killing his dad. I just thought it was kind of stupid that they were brothers. Brothers to begin with. I don't know. I don't need James Bond's family to be in my James Bond yeah. movies. Like, he could just be a crazy guy. Yeah. And that's fine. So, I thought that didn't work that well. Um, okay. Uh, what about... So, so uh, the plan for Blofeld is that he's going to set off these terrorist attacks in these nine countries and have these nine countries sign on to... Uh, have a network of shared intelligence and shared surveillance via drones and CCTV and cell phones and things like that. That's very much at the public uh, consciousness right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you guys think it was a good villain plan or did you think it was like too complicated or? It wasn't too complicated. Um, It's just, I think at this point, and I don't know how long this movie has been in the writing process, but it's overused. Yeah, um, yeah. It kind of started, I don't know, it might have started before this, but my first memory of this kind of being a action movie, um, what do you call it, plot device, <laughs> is uh, Civil War, or not Civil War, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, with all the... Oh, yeah. The three... The aerial drones. Man, that movie's great. Um, it is great. Yeah. But, I mean, that was basically the whole plot of the movie was stopping that yeah. from happening. And then it happened again in Mission Impossible, which is another spy movie. Yep. <laughs> of this guy in the shady organization behind the scenes causing all kinds of terror acts. Yeah. So that way he could control them all. <laughs> yeah. And it actually goes back further than that, Dark Knight. Because he's got the, like, surveillance cell phone sonar stuff. Oh, yeah. And Lucius is like, you shouldn't have this, basically. Yeah. (laughs) I guess back then it was a little more... Yeah, it was newer then. (laughs) But, yeah. Um, 
I think it was relevant. Like, I think, you know, we talk about it a lot. Like, it's dominating a lot of the political discourse in the country. So, and James Bond movies kind of always pick off of what's happening. Um, So, I do think it's getting kind of overused. But I thought it was fine. Like, people complained about his plot being dumb. But I thought it was kind of smart. Like, it's no dumber than I'm going to start a war so I can control the news. Like, (laughs) that's a real one, Corey. That's a real, that's a real plot in a James Bond movie. Yeah. Really? Yep. There's like a media mogul who is like basically having terrorist attacks go off and he's blaming various countries for it. Yeah. So that he can start World War III so that his media outlets will control the way the news gets funneled to the public. What? It's awful. <laughs> it's real bad. Real, real bad. Do you think they used Christoph Waltz well as Blofeld in this movie, or...? I think he did a serviceable job. Um, I know you have problems with his, his screen time and yeah. usage, but you haven't seen a lot of the old movies. Mm-hmm. He's not in... He's like not on the screen a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not, true. It's not until the very end where he's revealed, it's, if he's revealed at all. Yeah. Um, the do, only one that he's is, in it a lot is oh, okay. Honor Majesty's Secret Service. See, so there's a... <laughs> I do like how in when they introduce him in this movie, in, during the meeting, in his face, he's in the dark, and he's really quiet, just whispering to his, his uh, I guess, number one or two people. And uh, I like how they uh, revealed him when he really... He recognized James Bond was also in there. I think they did a, a pretty good job with Christopher, or Christoph Waltz did a pretty good job. Um, I think he's done better. Yeah, I really enjoyed Christoph Waltz's performance in, um, like, in Glorious Bastards. I thought he did a better, better villain in, in that movie and um, than being Blowfield, but I think he still did a pretty good job with Blowfield. I, I, I feel, um, I, I think he did pretty good. I think he had some interesting dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just interesting choices there yeah. of how he portrayed the character. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit flippant. Like, I don't know what the right word is. Just like, he was serious, but then all of a sudden, goofy for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which the movie kind of was, too. Like, the mm-hmm. movie was kind of goofy, but kind of serious. But I really liked... I, he was starting to get on my nerves, <laughs> actually. And then Bond had that line when he's about to get tortured where he's like, I'd rather basically get a drill in my skull than yeah. listen to you talk some more. And I was like, oh, he's supposed to be that way. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's supposed to be annoying Bond right now. That makes me more okay with it. But I was like, I don't. Like, shut up. The, the, the worst line in the movie was in the helicopter when the building blew up and he says... Goodbye, James Bond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, why did he have to say that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Mr. Hanks? Awesome. Way better of a villain, I think, out of the two. Hanks was sweet. Yeah, he was. He reminded me of, like, Odd Job. Yeah. And uh, Jaws. Yeah. Just really big, tough, and in a, a good match for, for Bond. That train fight was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think it might be uh, from Russia with Love. I think so. It's up there. It's at least tied. <laughs> It was so, like, I was just like, he's a monster. And, like, the, putting him in a confined space like that really helped, like, make him look gigantic. Yeah. You're like, he is just going to destroy everything. Yes. Yeah. He was He was just, like, dominating James <laughs> Bond, basically. Yeah. And, like, I really liked that scene because there was no music. And so you just, like, heard all the, like, 
the punches land and mm-hmm. the grunts and it was I that was one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie was the the train fight. Yeah, it was really good. The camera work was really well done in it too. Yes, like, see everything <clears throat> clearly. Yes, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about that. So Skyfall is or Spectre is directed by the same director as Skyfall. Mm-hmm. It feels like a different guy directed this movie, right? Like it feels like it was, yeah, it had a completely different feel. Yeah, it definitely felt more like a classic James Bond movie mm-hmm. than Skyfall did. Yes, which was just the Dark Knight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, and, like, one of the things I complained about was that his shot composition is always a little too clean. Yeah. Didn't really bother me in this because he dirtied it up a little bit. Like, yeah. he would have it start clean, and then when, like, Ish hit the fan, it was kind of, like, uh, kinetic and, like, kind of moved a lot. Yeah. And not, like, it didn't look like it was just, like, watching a picture move. Yeah. You know, like a painting moving around where I feel like Skyfall yeah there's a lot of that where everything is perfectly framed or like you can't like the, I'm thinking of a couple scenes where it's like he breaks into some building at night and like you can barely see like what's going oh, on. Oh, the like, silhouette fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate that scene. Yeah, it's like I want to see it. Like, let's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and also I got confused as who was who because it's <laughs> totally in the dark, and yeah. I was like, go shadow, like shadow guy. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, man, I don't like that sequence really. <laughs> um, so yeah, there. I think he. I think Sam Mendes learned a lot from Skyfall. Like it felt like a much more. Um, it felt like a Bond director that learned from his last, like, mistakes. Like, okay, mm-hmm. here's kind of what I did right and what my strengths are as a director, but also here's what I need to do to make it feel like a James Bond movie. And I feel like he was able to find, like, a compromise between his tastes and yeah. what a James Bond movie needs, and I liked it. Uh, yeah, that makes sense because, Robert, it's like you were saying, like, Skyfall does kind of have that, like, overarching darkness where it's like, uh, it kind of feels a little Christopher Nolan-y, like, you know, like, maybe a little too dark, and so I think you're right, he kind of pulled a lot of that back, and it's like, okay, what has worked with Bond in the past, and how do I, how do I do that in this film? So. He had a lot more lines, like, funny lines. Yeah, Daniel Craig was a little bit more quippy. Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually, and there was, like, just, like, little like dots of humor like at the opening when he like mm-hmm. lands on the couch i thought yeah. that was really fun like that was a really like funny fun moment but it didn't like take me out of it either like it was like so goofy you know because yeah. he didn't get eaten by the couch after <laughs> i can't believe that's a thing <laughs> i really want to watch live and let die with you <laughs> oh. um what about gadgets in this one um there were <laughs> nothing to see because it was the smart blood um, that was just kinda talked about. Kind of dumb. Kind of dumb. <laughs> it was just like an upgrade of what they did in uh, Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the car was sweet. Like, the car chase was sweet. Um, but the fact that it just basically had no gadgets except, except flame exhaust was kind of lame. Yeah, well, <laughs> it had the gun. The but it, seat they threw in. Yeah, yeah, yeah it had the ejector yeah, seat. Yeah, they just didn't the use gun. it. Like, they... They yeah. kind of made fun of it more than actually used it. Yeah, that's true. That's fair enough. And then he had the watch. Yeah. The blow-up watch. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I've Classic. I've, yeah. So before uh, before we started recording on our way driving over here, I called uh, a, friend of the guest, show. a friend of the show, Mike Moray, um, and uh, he hated this movie. Uh, a lot. So much. Man, he hated this movie. Um, I didn't actually realize how much he hated it until I told him I liked it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he had a problem with the watch. What? And I was like, I feel like you hate James Bond movies. Then 
Maybe he what? liked... Did he... Maybe he... Did he like Skyfall? No, he hated Skyfall. Did he like Casino Royale? He loves Casino Royale. Was it just like the movie was just tonally different yes. too much and he so didn't like that? I, f- I helped him figure it out like a psychiatrist, like a James Bond psychiatrist <laughs> with him. I helped him diagnose this problem with the movie. And this problem with the movie I think is valid, but I don't care about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Controversial here. His problem with the movie is that this James Bond, this Craig era of James Bond has been like, take me seriously. And this movie feels more like a 60s or 70s era James Bond movie. And it, he feels like it was at odds with itself. I didn't feel that way. I could, I, I guess I kind of see where he's coming from. That's fair. I really don't sense a lot of the goofiness. Like, you, you guys are saying it's lighter than the other Craig movies. I, I just didn't really see it. It's, um, I don't know if lighter is necessarily the right word. I don't think there's a better word. Yeah. For it, it just feels more like a classic James Bond movie. Yeah, I could see that in the, the rest of the crazy. If you movies. were, but I mean, if someone has a whole history of James Bond, like it would be different. But just me from the four Daniel Craig movies, I would say, yeah, it probably is tonally the most different. But it's not like completely different where it's like, oh, you can't even like compare those films, like you know. Yeah, yeah, I just think it hits a lot of the '60s and '70s beats more than any of the other Daniel Craig ones. And I think that's where we're seeing the, like, divisiveness of it, is a lot of people are like, well, they tried to get away from that with Daniel Craig. Yeah. Why are they going back to it? But I kind of, like, I'm, I missed a lot of that stuff, is what I realized. Watch it. Like, I missed him going to the snow. I missed, like, there weren't a lot of gadgets, but there were enough gadgets to where I was like, hey, gadgets are back, you know? Like, way more gadgets than Skyfall. Because I would say probably, like, and you guys can, like, tell me, but the Craig movies, like, I know at least Casino Royale and some of them, did they kind of, like, subvert some of the stuff that, like, is James Bond and kind of, like, tried to take him in a different direction? Because, you know, you even have things when he's in Casino Royale and he's, like, at the poker table and they're like, how would you like your drink? And he's just like, "Do you? does it look like I, you know, like... Oh, yeah, like a yeah, care. Yeah, stuff like that. And you feel like the Craig movies kind of subverted more of the James Bond tropes, and this one was kind of bringing him back to some more of those? Yes, mm-hmm. but I think there's a reason behind it. It's kind of that reboot yeah. that they did with the franchise, starting with Craig. Like, then, mm-hmm. he didn't care about his martini. Yeah. He didn't know that, like, he wasn't really the James Bond. Yeah, he wasn't knew. James Bond. Yeah. So now he's kind of been progressing into that James Bond. That makes sense. why this movie, I think, is like an old James Bond movie. That that makes sense. So we kind super of good point. <laughs> so that does make sense because Casino Royale is Ian Fleming's first book about James Bond, right? Yes. Okay, that makes a lot more sense, Robert. How you like structured that? Like, yeah, it makes me want to watch these as a quartet now, <laughs> like all four of them in a row, and kind of see and that. And then evolution. go back to Doctor No, <laughs> <laughs> and then start with Doctor No, yeah, and then watch all those. Um, but it feels like. Um, we were talking about this a little bit at the theater. These four movies gave James Bond an arc, like a defined continuity mm-hmm. that we've mm-hmm. never seen before. And so we were talking about like, well, where do we go from here? Like he's had this whole arc, but maybe that's what we do is we just start giving him missions again and yeah. we can switch up the actor and it won't be a big deal. Yeah. Because we've now we've given the character a backstory, and as long as we don't expound on that backstory outside of these four movies, I think it'll be fine. Um, and I kind of miss like one of my big complaints with the movie is 
I, I'm tired of seeing James go rogue. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he goes he rogue again. Every, every Daniel Craig one, I think he yeah. does. Yeah, like you said, he's not Ethan Hunt. Yeah, yeah. This movie felt like a Mission Impossible movie at some times. Yeah, and I, I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, I just like I just want M to give him a mission and then have him go do the mission again. Like I like that formula and I think it worked for freaking twenty movies. So why stop? Like why totally abandon that now? You know? Yeah, maybe they wanted to do something just to change it up and like maybe get people new fans on board who might not have liked that old formula. I mean, like, I told you guys, I only got into the films with Daniel Craig, and it's because, like, he's a really good actor, and I like the different type of take on it. And so maybe now that people are like, oh, we've kind of walked through, like, James Bond becoming James Bond, they'll be more loyal. Or, like, you know, like, I was kind of like, yeah, I want to go see Spectre, you know, because I've seen the other James Mm -hmm. Bonds, so. Yeah, I think they've actually done a smart thing building like you said building up to this james bond formula like dumping it and then kind of reassembling it mm-hmm. i feel like we've like we've kind of watched a reboot happen in real time with these four movies and maybe I, we didn't even know it yeah <laughs> and i like where we've ended up with them like it really tying all the rest of the movies into this one a little bit made me appreciate the other three more i mean i love casino Royale, but it made yeah. me like want to go back and watch quantum and skyfall again yeah Knowing what I know now. So you don't think it cheapens them? We were kind of talking about this a little bit off mic. Do you think, or do you think it makes them stronger? Like the villains and the whole stories and each of them individually. What do you think, Brian? You just watched all four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it it makes, even uh, Quantum of Solace, uh, because I watched that, like uh, MJ mentioned, if you watch it right after Casino Royale, it's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Because it's like one long movie. And so I think Spectre really ties them all in and makes them stronger. I think I really liked how they brought in. Um, there was a reason why, for all the villains, they had a, a um, an objective for every. Uh, I mean, they had their own, but it was all tied into this one to Bluefills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me go ahead. accept what we talked about right before the podcast, where they just completely ignored Green at the end of the movie. Yes, yeah, they, yeah, true, they kind of did. did kind of, oh, yeah. When they're putting up the pictures and oh, he's yeah. walking through the building, <laughs> he's no... very absent. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't remember Green. I don't either. <laughs> just like this pasty white guy, longer hair. Uh, also, uh, today is when I learned that Mr. White is not John Hurt. The entire time those trailers were out, and he was like, you're a guy in a hurricane or whatever, I was like, oh, John Hurt's in this movie? Until today, and they were like, he was in, like, freaking uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. I don't remember that dude at all. If I didn't just watch him, I wouldn't have remembered either. Yeah, I, don't, I do not remember. I remember him always being the guy at the end of Casino Royale. Is he the dude that he shoots in the leg? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm right there with you, MJ. I did not make that connection until <laughs> then, you just said He's that. also a pretty big part of like who he's following in Quantum, right? Right. And then that leads him to Mr. Green. I just need to rewatch that movie. Apparently yeah, I do, too. Quantum has all the colors, I guess. I mean, there are, oh, yeah, there with are the Reservoir ones. Dogs. Yeah. Does Wow. Man, I really don't remember that movie. I just yeah. remember being like really like let down because it's like Casino Royale was awesome, and then we had to wait like two years, and I was yeah. like... 
Yeah, so maybe I should watch them back to back. I think that'll probably help. Quantum starts off like right where Casino Royale yeah, it's left like the, off. The last frame of Casino Royale is the first frame of Quantum of Solace, right? Right. With him just like standing over him after he shot him or whatever. Yeah, I the whole time in the trailers, I was like, "What's John Hurt doing in this? And how is he? <laughs> the Spectre is." And he, they had him. He was part of the Quantum in Quantum of Solace, mm-hmm. and they went to that the scene where they're at the play. Oh, that's my favorite scene in the movie. I don't remember that. And he was in the audience too. He's one of the ones that got up when he uh, when he mentioned he um, he was on their radio frequency. And oh he, yeah, yeah. And he got them all to stand up, and he was one of them that stood up. And oh, okay, I remember that part, and I remember what you're talking about. I just don't remember that guy at all. Yeah, man, that part is really yeah. cool. That that's what that's the best scene in Quantum to me because it's the only scene I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to a podcast earlier this week about uh, Spectre, and they mm-hmm. talked about how the car chase in uh, Quantum of Solace is really good. And I was like, I believe you that there's a car chase in that movie, but I don't remember, I don't remember it. Isn't it near the beginning? It's at the very beginning. It opens up where he's already he has um, Mr. White in his trunk. And this guy's a huge part of that movie. <laughs> and so he's trying and to take like, him back to headquarters. And yeah, it, it is a pretty good action, a good car chase scene. It is. That's one. Of, that's probably one of my favorite scenes from Quantum of Solace. Mm. I really like the car chase in this. I thought it was really yeah, good. yeah, that, this is good. That was a good car. It chase. was also hilarious seeing Batista in that tiny sports car. Yeah, I'm just like mer. <laughs> I'm gonna muscle out of it. Yeah, it seemed like he was gonna flex out of it at any point, <laughs> just like boom, and it was just gonna explode. <laughs> Cool. Um, any final thoughts from anyone? Yeah. What was Monica Bellucci doing in this? <laughs> I don't know. That was a waste of a character. I like her usually, too. What'd like, guys... she wasn't bad, but she just didn't do anything. Yeah, what did you guys think of the Bond girls, or a girl? I liked her. Um, I don't think she was as good as Vesper, but... Yeah, I um, I thought she was solid. Like, I don't know. I, I liked that she was more of a character than the last one, than the, the woman in Skyfall, who was just kind of like, I'm a sex worker. And then Daniel Craig was like, I'm a sex you. Yeah, and then she died. Up. And then <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, it's such a waste of a good whatever. Yeah. yeah. I like it more when the Bond girls like play a bigger part in him. Like, yeah, I don't really like when he's just like, time to have sex. And then they're like not in the movie really anymore. It's just like, Why'd you get such a big name actress to be that person? That's kind of dumb. And the he, wife of the guy you just killed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he usually doesn't fall in love with them, right? It's no. just an anomaly that I had to watch. Uh, on they stole that okay. from. Yeah. Okay. The only one who gets married, and of course it didn't last for long. Yeah. It lasts yeah. for like a minute and yeah. a half. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, do you think the next one is going to be called The Bond Supremacy? because <laughs> uh, that's all I could think yeah. <laughs> at the end of this movie maybe we'll have to see um, yeah it usually so he's only fallen in love three times now once with Tracy once with Vesper and mm-hmm. now I guess with Madeline which a little unearned I feel like feel like that didn't they didn't really develop that relationship super well it was just kind of like oh you're the daughter of an assassin so you're like the only one who's going to be able to understand him yeah you get me yeah mm-hmm. yeah also one thing i'm gonna know not really related daniel craig does really good torture scenes yeah <laughs> like yeah. he has really good hurt acting yeah 
and just being like, yeah, I'm BA. <laughs> you can drill into my head. I don't They care. might have really done it. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like, that was not easy to watch. I know. It was kind of intense. <laughs> I was like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I was, it was weird to me that I got less tense when he started shooting everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the Casino Royale torture scene was the worst. Yeah. The hardest to watch. This, but one, this, was this one was pretty good. Pretty, yeah, this one was pretty like, good. Yeah. When it was happening and his whole body was shaking. Yeah, yeah. I was Man. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he did a really good job acting in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was expecting Daniel Craig to be not that good in this movie, and I really liked him. That's the most I've liked him in, like, three movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Q's, yeah. Q's coming around to me. I liked his screen time. And yeah, yeah. I got to. I think because we got to spend a little more time with him, we got to like. I feel like we got to know that guy a little bit better. Yeah, because in Skyfall, it just kind of feels like he's a jerk. Like, hey, I'm the new like super smart person, and you're old. And they're, they're you know they're sitting in the museum yeah. and yeah, so yeah, that's true. I I really liked Q. Like Q, I like when Q gives him the field, um, and he was just like out in the field, which was yeah. cool. And like M was great. Uh Anybody else uh, caught off guard that Moriarty was in this movie? No, I knew he was going to be in it. I had no idea. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, the guy who played Digby, he's in the Sherlock, the BBC Sherlock show with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. He plays okay. Moriarty in it. And uh, he showed up, and I was like, what's this guy doing at this movie? <laughs> he's a really good actor. Yeah. He was a little bit underserved by his role in this movie. I think so, too. I think so, too. He... I mean, I, he did what he could, I feel like. I just feel like they wrote the character to just, like, be not that great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I really liked um, the scene where he goes and finds Mr. White, and he puts the uh, the ring on the chessboard, and, like, it mm-hmm. was very symbolic of, like, they're in this, like, assassin's chess game, yeah. basically. I thought that was cool. I thought I really liked the, the um, symbolism in that mm-hmm. scene. I thought that was cool. And... Uh, the crows flying out was a nod to John Glenn, the birds, who is a Bond director who directed uh, five of them, yeah, six, five or six Bond movies. Oh wow! But he always had pigeons fly out or doves. He always had doves, doves fly out uh, in in at least one scene in his James Bond movies. Oh, okay. and so the birds flying out was a was kind of a nod to him, and I was like, cool, like you did your research, good job. <laughs> did you uh, did you catch the um? Dr. No reference? No. Or callback? Uh, whenever they get to the, what, Blofeld's emporium? I don't know what that is. His lair? Yeah, his lair. <laughs> um, they put him in separate rooms. Okay. That happens in Dr. No. Whenever they end up at Dr. No's lair. Okay. That's right. They're put into separate rooms. Yeah. Not oh, in the same room. There you go. And I thought what he wore was kind of like something that Dr. No wore. It was also. very similar to it. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I really liked the costumes in this movie a lot. Like, I I don't know. I really was like, Daniel Craig looks good yeah. in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering if, like, there's something from every movie in here. Because Cause he's got the Goldfinger suit in the train. Yeah. Well, and also the torture scene just being tied to table chair thing oh yeah, yeah. Um, and they got the quote the goodbye and, and then from Russia with Love was the whole hall. train fight no, well the train fight and the hall right yeah the hall of bad guys Like, isn't that when they first show the hall of bad guys or is it another movie oh yeah yeah or is that Thunderball yeah. no. I think it's Thunderball where they show the, the hall of yeah of like Spectre. the meeting yeah the meeting 
I think it's at the beginning of Thunderball. Um, and they've had helicopter action scenes in the in past. Yeah, and they went to like, Mexico, yeah. like in Living Daylights. And this is going to be real boring for the audience to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm just wondering, like, what, like, there's got to be, you know, there's a lot of subtle things. Yeah, yeah. I, man, now even that we're talking mul- about Even it? multiple things. I mean, with, you know, Mr. Hanks being... Odd job. Odd job. and Plus the Robert Shaw character from Russia with Love because train fight. I would say the whole the boat like coming out of the, the headquarters, the one that was blown up, that's from like World's Gone Enough. That's what I right? thought, yeah. They come out with a boat. Yeah, it re- I didn't remember which one, but I was like, this yeah. reminds me of a Pierce Brosnan movie. <laughs> yeah, that was, I talking about it with you guys, I really, really liked this movie a lot. Like, you liked it even more? Yeah, like really <laughs> unpacking it. It was, I liked it, man. I thought it was a good, just like classic James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys have anything else to add before we wrap up? I don't. I don't think so. I think I've said yeah. everything that was on my mind about it. Cool, Corey. Are you gonna? Are you a Bond fan now? Is this something you wanna? I think it's something I might venture. Visit? I might venture into, and then maybe like retroactively, that will deepen more of my appreciation for Spectre. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in the course of us sitting here talking about, it, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, like I do like it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said. I was I was kind of like teetering on like oh do I like it more than Skyfall? There's there's elements I like you know I like I like the ending of it way more than Skyfall. I feel like that's the weakest part of that movie. Mm. The ending just kind of just like drops out. So but yeah so yeah I think I uh, I'm a new newly initiated James Bond fan. So. Good. What, what did you oh, think about? There's our sneezing ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think about the thread of like? He's an agent, has a license to kill, but doesn't need to use it. Oh, I thought that was so sweet. That was the whole reason, like, why he didn't shoot Blofeld at the end, was to prove oh, and right. correctly, like... Oh, yeah. yeah like, he, he proved <laughs> why he needs to still be a thing, because if we do it all with drones, it's so or, easy. Or just, why the double O's yeah. program still needs to exist. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was as, really cool. As an intelligence agency, not just a, you know... Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that I, that was my favorite scene with them in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I think is when he was like, "License to kill doesn't mean like it's a license to kill, but it's also a license to not kill." Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, get it." And like, <laughs> he was so good. So I'm so excited to see where this goes. I hope he stays on as M. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I'm, like there hasn't been a bad M because it was the one guy and he was good, and then Judy Dench was sweet, and yeah. now he's just as good. Which, like, that's some big shoes to fill, because Judy Dench was yeah. a fantastic M. Um, especially, have you seen GoldenEye or no? No, I haven't. You should watch GoldenEye. She's awesome in that movie. That's probably my favorite Judy Dench M performance. Mm-hmm. She's really, really good in it. I think that's my favorite James Bond movie. Really? GoldenEye. She's pretty that's good in The World Is Not Enough. That's not a good movie, but she's, <laughs> yeah. she's really good. Because she has a bigger part in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I hope... We're on an uptick of James Bond movies. Like I'm, I just, I'm pretty excited to see where they go. I hope they do it justice. Oh. Like I hope they do it right. Maybe they, now that they have it established, if a new actor does take over, they don't have to do the origins at all. And yeah, just, yeah. It'll be more like what you're saying, where they just give him a mission, he'll do it. Yeah. Um, this is a little out of place for what we're talking about now, but we had talked earlier in the year, like which spy movie is going to be better, yes, Mission so Impossible or James Bond. And they're so similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the year of the spy. We've had... Spy. 
<laughs> a spy, yes. I guess. Uh, which I don't think of you. But we've had Kingsman, uh, a spy, uh, Mission Impossible, Man from Uncle, and now James Bond. Uh, is there room for, uh, I guess we won't count Spy because I don't think any of us have seen it, but is there room for all four of those, do you guys think? Or do you think it's it's like Spy saturated the market? Or do you think that they're they're all different enough? I... Kingsman's definitely different enough. It's a, just a completely different tonal yeah. <laughs> movie. It's almost comedy. Yeah. Um, it was like a spoof of the James Bond, a parody Yes. Of, of the whole James Bond franchise. They threw in some things that are kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it, it was like... It, this Kingsman was more like... Almost like a serious Austin Powers a yes, little bit. Right. Um, not as jokey, right, but right. definitely like a parody of. Oh. Um, and like Mission Impossible, I feel like <laughs> that was just like a stunt spectacular. Like I feel like it was... That was just like going to see the Waterworld show at Universal Studios or whatever. We're just like, look at these crazy things we can make this actor do. Yeah. Um, Man from Uncle was just awesome. It was just a classic spy movie. And yeah. Just everything felt good about it. I need it. to see that. You do need to <laughs> see that. That movie was really good. I know that was a little bit lower on your list, right? Yeah, I, I didn't dislike it. I liked it. Okay. okay. I just like I enjoyed the James Bond movies more. Mm. Um, I thought it was still pretty decent. And you liked Mission Impossible better. Didn't and you? I did like Mission Impossible better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Spectre was good. Like, I think as long as they're good, there's room for them. Like, there's not... There's room for good movies, you know? <laughs> I don't think we have to put a limit on it, but I just think... I just think it's interesting that we have so many spy movies this year. Like, Yeah, now that you point that out, it's like, oh, yeah, we did get a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they were, like... I think they're all pretty good. Yeah, I thought Mission Impossible 5 was better than Ghost Protocol. So, oh really? Yeah, I, I about that. think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, five. I mean, yeah. I still like I still like Ghost Protocol a lot. The movie's really really good. Um, yeah, like f- five is five is good. It's not great. I think four is great, but it's like a worthy entry in that franchise. And yeah. I think Spectre is a more worthy entry in this franchise since Casino Royale, like than it, the other two he's been in. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it was it got a little Mission Impossible-y, but I don't think it was not too not bad. too much. Yeah. yeah, I think there's still room for them to exist. It's a little weird that they all come out the same year. Yeah, because <laughs> Ghost Protocol came out the same year as Skyfall, right? Did I? I don't remember. I think it did. I don't know. I know that was. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, is that it? I think. Yep. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, you're always here. Well, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. It's always um, great to have people. Yeah. Um, all right. You can. Uh, my brain's farting. Corey, do you want to take it? Uh, you yes. Can find us. You can. Uh, you can find us on um, Facebook. Um, you can find us on iTunes. So comment, review, like, subscribe. Um, you can. Contact us on Twitter, for and after pod. Yep, that's at before, the letter N, after pod. Yep, and, uh, you know, let us know what you guys think. Um, did you think this was a good James Bond movie? Is it the best one Daniel Craig has done? Tell us what you think, or send us your angry emails. Slow yes. down, Mike, slow down. Yeah, yeah. either way, I don't know. I expect an annotated bibliography at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Before and after show at gmail.com, but I'm sure it's already typed in the subject of your email or in the, the two section of your email. <laughs> um, it was... <laughs> man, that guy. Uh, 
Until next time, calm down, Mike Moray. Go watch something. <laughs> <laughs>